Warning, this podcast was produced by two men who still think that swearing is both big and clever. As a result, it contains quite a lot of it. Therefore, this podcast is not suitable for children, unless they're really fucking cool children. Yes, yes, people, Dave Fensom here, back with the third season of Pop Collaborate and Listen. Uh, if you're a new listener, jumping on board because uh, you saw a new season starting. Let me explain the concept of the podcast to you. If you're a regular listener, hold tight for a couple of minutes, you'll already know it. Uh, basically, me and my good friend Krista Greer, massive music fans, uh, came of age in the 90s, uh, and that's where a lot of the stuff we love is. Of course, we were listening to the cool shit because we're cool people, very cool, and not nerds at all. We listen to hip-hop and drum and bass and grunge and kind of metal and all the kind of alternative stuff that was coming out what we weren't paying that much attention to was the pop charts so therefore we decided to go back and review every single UK number one album in excruciating detail basically from back to the front so we've already done 1990 we've already done 1991 and here we are with season three this is 1992 now I think personally pound for pound 1992 is one of the best years for music that there has ever been um we will see if the pop charts match up with that as we go. This first week's episode is about wet, wet, wet. Uh, more about that in the episode. Um, if you don't know me, uh, my name is Dave Fensom. I'm a stand-up comedian and a podcaster and a promoter and a dog owner and all kinds of other shit. Um, I often use this bit of the podcast to talk about stuff that I'm doing. Um, so what am I doing? Jesus, I have no idea. I uh, just won, run my first inaugural uh, Wooding Dean Comedy Club uh, a week or so ago. That was a really, really good gig. Uh, Angela Barnes off Mock the Week did the, the headlining. That was lovely. Um, what else have I been doing? Um, yeah, setting up more gigs. I've got gigs in Slindon uh, in West Sussex and uh, Alfriston next month. Got a brand new night starting in Brighton, which is about new material called The Last Laugh. That's going to be a Sunday night gig. Uh, and I've just been getting loads of stuff ready. I'm doing a half run at Edinburgh Festival this year, doing two shows in Brighton. Uh, fringe this year got my new show which is called dog eat dog which i've just been getting the poster finalized for so yeah i've had loads going on we've uh, we're supposed to be taking a break and i don't feel like i've had much of a break to be honest with you but i think that this year we're back we're going to have a wonderful podcast for you i think we've got some we've got some specials lined up already a couple of guests lined up uh, coming forward as always get in contact let us know what you think on the socials they're all at the end of the podcast uh, you know, we've got some more great albums coming up. Keep your eye on the Twitter. We always post up there for feedback. Uh, but thank you for staying with us. Um, we hope you enjoy season three of Pop Collaborate and Listen. Yes, yes, people, welcome back. Pop, collaborate, and listen is back in the his house, 1992. What, what? What? My name is Dave Fensom. I'm Krista Greer. And we're here with Waffles the dog, who's asleep under Krista's hey, feet. Waffles. Uh, we would have Banjo the dog in here, but she shat in the room just shortly before we started recording. Oh, pretty much straight away as she came into the room, she just went over and took a shit. Yeah, yeah, so we put her in, uh, in her cage. Yeah. Uh, don't write into us any uh, animal rights people. It's a soft cage. We call it the octagon, but it's a dog bed, okay? It's a dog bed. Yeah. So we're back 
we're back with uh, 1992, man. We finished yeah. 1990, finished 1991. Can you believe that already, Krista Gray? That's craziness. No, it's, it's nuts. It man. is nuts. I mean, we're already on season three. I suppose we're, you know, what, a year into actual episodes coming out. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, we're on to season three already. It's flying it, through. It wasn't even season three of The Office. No, and think we're about better than The Office. We are definitely a better <laughs> and more financially lucrative than The Office. Uh, in no way, shape mm. or form. So yeah, man, thank you for coming back. I was trying to think of a kind of a name for our listeners, right? Uh, you know, oh, I, okay. And I, I went, uh, collaborators, and I went, oh, um, that's kind of got a Nazi Germany yeah, feel to it, isn't it? Yeah, but I mean, to be fair, a lot of our listeners are Nazis, yeah, well, so it is, could work. That is true, yeah, yeah. <laughs> music Nazis, <laughs> am I right? Am I... <laughs> they are right, they're third right. Third right. Third, fucking hell, we've gone down a rabbit hole yeah, here. No, no. Uh, fascism, terrible. apparently. Anyway, we are back. Uh, we're going to be talking about everything that happens in 1992. Now, this yeah. week's album is... So this week we're talking about Wet, Wet, Wet's High on the Happy Side album. High on the Happy Side. Yeah. Uh, just a quick like prefix, I guess we should say. Because this album is number one in... February? Oh yeah, so it was. It first went to number one on the second of Feb. So yeah, it's the first new number one album of 1992. Because uh, simply red has been. It went back. back exactly. Yeah, I mean, if you think of the last uh, actual album that we did at the end of season two was Michael Jackson's Dangerous, and yep. then after that, because we explained at that point that there were a couple more albums number one albums of the end of the year but it was Queen's Greatest Hits and uh, it just went on forever and then Simply Red went back to number one a lot of people got their mum vouchers for Christmas it's gotta be hasn't it mind you having said that the end of January that Simply Red are still you know beating off everybody else so to speak uh, it's, it's, it's quite an achievement for Rick Hucknall yeah I mean Rick Hucknall's definitely beating off a lot of people but yeah I can time. only imagine that at some point in January Simply Red released one of the singles off that and it went back up the charts yeah you would imagine it's something and also January is traditionally a shit month for releases mm-hmm. so there wasn't an awful lot to challenge it I guess as well sure. So, obviously, because we're into February, there's going to be a lot of stuff, I guess, to talk about in singles and exactly. albums. Yeah, because this was number one for two weeks at the start of February. So, the period we're looking at uh, should be the 2nd of Feb up until the 15th of Feb. Yeah. But we've also got all of January to look at in terms of what else was out. Cool. So, this is, is this Wet's third studio album? It's their third studio album. It's their fourth album, it turns okay. out. And I had no idea, but it turns out there was one that they recorded uh, very close to the start of their career, which was released as the Memphis Sessions. Oh, I remember that. Do you? Yeah, Actually, yeah, I don't yeah. remember that. I remember that coming out. That, right. that, that seemed like one of those cash-in releases. It's recorded. They needed... Mm. Yeah, that's what, I, that's what I remember. I would have thought so, because uh, whenever they... I mean, this is a band who formed in 82, but didn't release the first album until 86, mm-hmm. I think, which was popped in, sold out. Yeah, which I had... Oh, is that the one you had? I, I, had, you had that, one of yeah, I was a big fan of that record when it came out. Well, it know? was the big one. It was, Obviously, it was their breakthrough. Sweet Little Mystery. Yeah. Well, this is, uh, Sweet Little Mystery. Um, Angel Eyes. Yeah. And Wishing I Was Lucky. Yeah, Wishing I Was See, these were all great pop songs. Sure. They, they had a kind of yeah, kind of soulful edge to them, but they were big mm-hmm. kind of banging pop tunes. Yes. So I've got to admit, by the time we got around to this record, mm-hmm. the third studio album, I wasn't really paying attention to my attention was oh, what, 1992 of course not no yeah i wasn't listening to wet 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 well were you aware of the second studio album yeah i was i was aware of it. i didn't have it i think okay. I, I think i wanted it when it came out i think i was still just about there but something else kind of took priority fair enough didn't right. show it was on a christmas list it didn't santa didn't bring it right because that was 89 i think that yeah. one was so by that point you were already starting down the road towards more hip-hop and kind of rock yeah, stuff i guess so but you would have 
accepted a wet, wet, wet album had it been in the Christmas stocking. Sure. Yeah, okay, exactly fine. that. But yeah, so, all right. Well, about yourself, do you got any history with wet, wet, Not wet? Not at all. No, no I mean, four. I never had the albums. I only really remember them from the singles and those singles I only really know because they were on the Nye albums or the Hits albums right. at that time. And I do remember enjoying them. You know, Sweet Little Mystery is a really good pop tune. It absolutely is. Uh, Angel Eyes is nice. Uh, wishing I Was Lucky, very good, yeah. very catchy. Um, but similar to you, by 1992, I was totally uh, unaware of anything they were trying to do, mm-hmm. unless it turned up, you know, on top of the pop song I was watching. I was like, well, well, fuck these guys. But I was... Not listening to any of this, I had no interest in hearing any more of uh, the album than I would have heard on Radio 1. Yeah. And so, no, it was totally out of my remit. I think by the time this came out as well, I think I'd firmly formed the opinion that Marty Pello was a prick. Oh, I see, yeah. Yeah. I hadn't, by that point, I don't think. I don't think it was really until the, uh, that Trogs one, um, what's it called? Fucking well, love is all around. Love is all around. I don't yeah. think it was until that when I started to get really annoyed with them because they were number one forever. Oh God, that's and then so I was bad. like, I oh, see. I, I think it's it is a good song, but fifteen weeks number one and yeah. and their oh, yeah. smarmy faces. I, I will. I will. Yeah, I will rephrase that. Right, I, sure. It's it's not a bad song, but it was overplayed to the point that all of the crap, oh. all of the cracks in it, and smug yeah. is a word we're going to revisit sure. during this sure. session. I think, but it, so it wasn't until that point where I started to go I bet you this guy's a dickhead I had no opinion of him to, to start with at all well, a friend of mine told me a story the other day about a friend of his who was mm. working in a bar is this going to be a libelous story oh, I don't think it's a libelous okay. no, it's, I don't think it's that I mean I, I'm fairly sure it happened because okay. the source is uh, good but apparently like working in a busy bar uh, stood at the bar Marty Pello walks in about three girls with him uh-huh. uh, leans against the bar back to Gin and tonics, please. Like four gin and tonics. Like what? Like hand wave. Oh right, yeah. No, 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 no eye contact. Yeah. So this girl's like fucking rolls her eyes, pours these gin and tonics. Right, busy bar, trying to get served. Obviously, it's taking up the till. You'll mm-hmm. appreciate this as a public. Oh, sure. And she's trying to tap him on the shoulder. Yeah. And get him to pay for these drinks, and he's just like waving her away, kind of thing. Like, right. like, oh, you know, kind of thing. just chatting away, holding court, kind of thing. And anyway, after a couple of times, he just goes, look, do you know who I am? And she goes, yeah, you're that cunt from wet, wet, wet. Now pay for these gins. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Oh, yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah, that, that definitely uh, epitomises to me what I suspect he's like. Well, I've always kind of got the impression that he's a bit of a, you know, a, a, a bit of a smiling knife. Do you know what I mean? He's mm. come from a fairly grotty... Uh, Oh, God, yeah. And I think he's still got a fair bit of the... Uh, whenever I was working in the music biz, there was uh, a woman who worked in our office who had been in the music business for a lot longer than I had and yeah. knew knew everybody. One of those, she'd worked yeah. with everyone for a long time. And she hadn't, I don't think, specifically worked with Wet Wet or Marty Pello, but knew someone who had one of those yeah. things. And she said that he was, obviously, this very pretty boy, this smiling, uh, you know, every mother would love to have him as, as yeah. the son-in-law, but he would start a fight in a pub as quick as look at you. Yeah. You know, he, he brought up in, uh, what was it, Clydebank they were from? Uh, Clydebank in Scotland. He was a painter, decorator, apprentice yeah. when they started from a very poor area, rough as fuck, and apparently he's never really got that out of his system. Yeah, yeah, fair enough, yeah. mate. Well, I know the feeling. Um, <laughs> yeah, Luton boy. Bell town down. Yeah. Anyway, so let, let's start as we always do uh-huh. um, with the album cover. Yeah. Okay. Well, neither of us have a copy of this no, album because no, it yeah. hasn't turned up in any charity shops I've been in. People are holding on to it, oh, mate. It's going to be worth money, I'm sure. Solid gold, mate. But look, so this one, mm-hmm. 
we've got kind of four gold masks. Yes. Kind of, I guess, would you call these operatic ma- opera yeah, masks? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's the... It's, I don't think it's like the Commedia dell'arte ones. It's not uh, those drama ones, but it seems yeah. like, uh, yeah, the operatic would be the, the one these, which we saw relatively recently on that Queen one, didn't we? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, but I think this is, first, for me, I think this is better done than that Queen album by a long way. Oh, God, yeah. I, I think, yeah. actually, right, just in terms of some of the album covers we've seen, mm-hmm. I think this is up there with a better album cover. Do you? I think, okay. I think, I think it's quite nicely done. Uh, right. You know, I, I don't think it says much about the actual record. No, or the band. No, no. But I don't, t- oh, don't get don't get what they're trying to say with it. But for an image, it's 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 all right. A solid enough image, I think. Uh, it's solid. It, to me, it looks like a greatest hits. I don't know why. It definitely does have a greatest hits feel about it. Yeah, I, it. I did think that as well. Yeah, it looks like one of those ones that's packaged by the record company when they're just like fucking put this. Yeah, way. it's kind of got a slightly classy feel to it. Okay, though. I suppose it's not quite the. Uh, young, fun, pop kids they were, and they're not trying to promote that image anymore. It's a little bit more grown up. Yeah. But it's a more uh, mature image. And maybe there's an element through that. So, well, mm-hmm. okay. well okay. Let's, let's start with the first track. This one's called More Than Love. Right. So, straight away, we're into what I kind of associate this with a kind of a certain type of late 80s band, like a kind of Deacon Blue. Oh, right, yeah. Like. Uh, yeah. Prefab sprout that kind of okay, kind of kind of a, it's like a, a dour pop rock, isn't it? Oh, but yeah, it sounds to be like when Spandau Ballet went serious. That's yeah. what I think, or Simple Minds did Belfast Child. That kind of maybe there's something like low sounds, but it sounds like a band who are trying to show they have another side to them or something. Yeah. I guess. I know, it's, 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 I mean, obviously, Mike Pello has got a, objectively good. He has voice, a good voice, yeah. right? He has got a good voice. I've got more to say about that, uh-huh. but you know. This one, this track, straight away, I was like, okay, it's quite dramatic. Yeah, it doesn't sound particularly generic to me. This, uh, this wasn't as, this wasn't as rote. This wasn't like a wet, wet, wet by numbers song as I was expecting. Sure, right? They, they're obviously going for something, and the the chorus we'll get to in a minute yeah. is soulful enough and mm-hmm. does the business. So, uh, for me, it's got a lot of things that are, that are like. Boxes ticked in the positive column. Okay, sure. Right. Yep. Unfortunately, though, it's still just a bit boring for me. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't uh, make you go, oh, wicked. I'm, I'm looking forward to the rest of this. Yeah, so, it makes me yeah. go. It makes me go. Oh, they're trying to do something that's different to maybe what I've heard them do. Sure. But I say, don't um, care really. I, I, I think it's an interesting opener because it is a bit more downbeat. And yeah. if I was listening to like what I'd expect them to open with a big pop number or something. Yes. Like that's so, exactly how I felt. Sure. Yeah. So the, the fact that they've gone for this uh, more somber feel is interesting to me. Mm-hmm. And like you said, I think he actually does have a very good voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, possibly a little bit too much on the, the tremolo side. It's a bit too much wavering at points. But it's a, it's a nice voice. It's a good soul voice. Yeah. Um, I think in this one. I actually quite liked the intro and the verse. I thought that was interesting stuff going on. It was yeah. a nice feel to it. But when the chorus came in, I thought, actually, no. Once it's gone like major key or whatever, I, it kind of lost me a little bit because it wasn't, or it was a bit too cheesy at that point. It mm. went a bit too, uh, you know, musical or something like this. See, I think I went the other way. Yeah. In that I went, okay, what you're doing here is, uh, is kind of somewhat interesting but it's doing nothing for me mm-hmm. whereas the yeah whilst admittedly cheesy at least the big chorus was so I went oh okay this is a hook that I can oh I say oh, so you, oh you are so, so, yeah. so I went okay yeah right. you know so again kind of this song I think a little bit is neither fish nor fowl really right 
That's Terence Trent Derby. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, it, I think it's. I think it's okay. I think it's half and half for sure. But I seem, I seem to like the other half than you. Terence Trent Derby's album, just to clarify, was called Neither Fish Nor Flesh. Oh, was it? Yeah, which, which is a different version of the same analogy. Oh, yeah, that'll do. Sidebar. <laughs> uh, lyrically in this one, I think it's kind of bog standard stuff. Um, it's called More Than Love. And it's the, the line is, it takes more than love to get it on. It takes more than strength to carry on. It's like blah, blah, blah. Oh, mate. Yeah. Did, let's just do the lyrics on this album in one sentence. Mm. Uh, trite. But trite, but oh, either trite or impenetrable. Yeah. There's some ones I was looking at them, look at the lyrics as I was listening, going... I don't understand what you're saying in this. Uh, Either too trite or too tight. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey. Uh, so, yeah, no, I, I, I thought lyrically didn't do anything for me. One thing I picked up straight away that you must have done as well is the bass sound in this. Oh, fucking the Roachford bass the sound. Ro- it's straight back in. The yeah, first yeah. one we've done on this. <laughs> it sounds like it's got Pino Palladino playing yeah. bass. But it doesn't. It's just wet, wet, wet. But they must have heard you know, the Christians and Phil Collins that we did and gone... I like this. Yeah, this bass, is all right. At fucking, yeah, I was... Uh, that comes through a few times as well. Yeah, of course it does. It's just, it's, it's the Alan Partridge bass. Yeah, exactly. And right. I, I tell you what, though, the first time we talked about that was in the first album of 1990. So it's yeah. kind of, kind. it feels like, it feels like, oh, it's the right time. Sure. The right time for it to come back. Yeah, well, well yeah, indeed. Fuck it. off again immediately. <laughs> I can only hope that the first album of 93 has it too. Uh, yeah, I mean, we can just keep all this way going. Through, yeah. All the way through. Um, the video for this, because this was the fourth single as well. I forgot he went through the phase of having long, flowing, like, you know, a proper shampoo ad hair. Oh, God, did he? Yeah. I don't even remember. Oh, it's, I... it's, it's, it's the sort of thing where you imagine him wearing, um, what do you call it? Just like the white fucking linen suits. Oh, well, white like, linen suits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sitting outside, uh, long, flowing hair. Yeah, it, wait, waiting for it to be time to take cocaine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, he, he looks like an utter twat. Yeah, he still looks like a very pretty boy, yeah. but fucking hell, he's, he's done something wrong there. Is he? He's just all teeth, isn't he? Oh, he's all teeth. He's and too much teeth. You can teeth. hear the smile in so many of these songs, oh, because God. you know when he's playing it live, yeah. he's singing through a smile. Yeah. Yeah, it comes through in all this. He's, he's literally tra- like uh, contorting his face while singing these words yeah. so that he, he can hear it. Uh, but undercover being basically Begbie. Yes, quite. Nice. <laughs> quite. All right. So let's. Uh, so yeah, yeah. For, for me, that's that's a, a five out of ten. I'd say that first okay, one. Okay, I would. I would give it maybe a little bit more. Um, I took a few listens to get I, for a lot of these. I was like, don't like this, and then a couple of them afterwards, I was like, okay, that's not yeah. so bad. And I'm gonna. I'll, I'll fess up, ma'am, that mm-hmm. I have not listened to this as much as I should have done. I've only given and it I, I think we should sidebar the story here that <laughs> and, and and tell the listeners that Krista arrived at my house today. At two o'clock to record, as we had previously uh, arranged, uh, and found me uh, basically in my pajamas on the sofa, having completely forgot that's what we've arranged, having not done the work. So, Chris, I went home uh, and came back five hours later, and I, have, <laughs> I, I want to take this opportunity to apologise to him. Fair enough. It was unacceptable. Um, <laughs> I'd like to say it won't happen again. I mean, it might. Yeah, yeah. But, who knows? Yeah, I've met us. You've met me, yeah. right? Uh, right, but yeah. Number one, I'm okay. I think it's a strange way to start an album, but I'm okay with it, to be honest. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah I mean, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. Track number two, then, is called "Lip Service." Oh, a little bit uh, saucy. And this was the fifth single. Yeah. And it's got to number fifteen in the charts. A breakbeat, you say? I do say. 1992. Oh, we've got some brass. Yeah, this is some cheesy pop. Oh, hang on, hang on. Or an organ? There we go. There's the Hammond. 
So this is apparently where Wet Wet wanted to show to people a, a valuable lesson why being Prince isn't quite as easy as Prince makes it look. Because <laughs> <laughs> look, this is it. This sexy voice. Yeah. Is that Pelo? Is that, is that yeah, no, yeah, like no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, no, it's going to be him. But it's he sounds so strange on this. He's doing an affectation. Well, see, the problem for me, right, is when Prince. Jesus Christ! The problem for me here is when Prince is at his best, and he does that kind of sultry, sexy, kind of grimy voice. Right. I have to ask myself some serious questions about my sexuality. <laughs> you right? feel your shoulders getting a little tighter. Yeah, but when Marty Pelly does it, I just imagine having a forced phone sex conversation with an unpleasant uncle. I don't Ooh. want it. It's, oh no. I don't. It, it makes me feel. It doesn't make me feel good about myself. No. It makes no. Me, you know. But then again, you're definitely not the target audience. Well, you're not the target audience right now. You definitely weren't in 1992. You weren't a 30-year-old woman. True. But, you know, you can imagine that with, with Marty Pello, the, the cocaine and champagne in a in a hotel will very quickly turn into some cheap speed and some buckfast if that's all oh, available. straight away. <laughs> yes, indeed. No, see, look, man, I, I was listening to this one, right? And it's obviously it's got the break in it and it's got bits and pieces, yeah. right? And it sounds like, I mean, it's kind of got, it feels like they've, they've watched the commitments a couple of times. Oh, yes. gone, We're going to write something with that. But they've kind of gone, oh, but let's add it, let's jazz it up a little bit. Okay. Like in a way that a pub rock band might. Yeah, I, this reminds me of, it sounds to me like it, they're doing what some kind of those early 90s indie bands were doing, yeah. like Airhead and this sort of thing with the, the keyboard horn mm-hmm. stabs and the, the drum beat. But then they've got a club singer in. They've got Vic Reeves on club singer yeah. duty in to do the vocals. But then it also gets quite boy band on some of the chorus. Sure. Yeah. And, and look, and I'm going to be honest with you, right? Despite everything I've said about this song, yeah. I kind of like it despite oh, really? myself. I kind of do. I'll tell you what it is, right? Mm-hmm. Right? That chorus, yeah, I can feel it getting its hooks into me. Oh, okay. Immediately, when it repeats at the end and it's repeating over and over, it's just like I can just feel its fucking claws into really? my psyche. Ooh, yeah, I see. And I, and I tell you what, I kind of think I remember it from 1992. Oh, really? Oh, see, I see. I think that's the thing. It's like I didn't yeah. think I did, but I remember, it and I was just like, ah, oh, that. What are the lyrics of the chorus again? I just. Oh. Uh, um, it's, it's, it's so schizophrenic, but that... that um... Oh, yeah. This reminds me of uh, what Robbie Williams was doing in, like, 97. Even with the kind of the pseudo-rap bit in... Or not rap, obviously, at this point, but the spoken wordy bit in the middle. It sounds like, you know, whenever he, uh, Robbie Williams did... Oh, I can't even think what songs it would have been. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, so. yeah, it's very much a Robbie Williams feel. Yeah, yeah. that's 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 absolutely. Yeah, I got spot that on. definitely. Obviously, it, it's not like they're ripping him off because it's seven years beforehand. But yeah. it sounds to me that it's the same uh, sort of sphere that he's going for. But also, you know, you know, think about you know, kind of stuff like that. The the late eighties. Uh, boy band boom like the Stock Aitken and Waterman like Big mm-hmm. Fun and stuff like that right there's an, element, there's an element of all of that to it yeah, as well sure. you know yeah. um, you know we're kind of in bros territory at the minute as oh, well yes yes post bros and so it's, it's weird because it kind of starts off like a Prince song and it kind of devolves into a into a boy band song right but that, and then there's a guitar solo at the end yeah, as well. there is a guitar solo in it but that hook that 
Yeah, the chorus. I, I just really like that chorus. I, I didn't like it one bit. I really didn't blow my cover. Yeah. It's just got a really nice little low slung thing. It's, it's in my head again already. Yeah. Just listen to it once more and it's like, yeah. Crazy. I'll be. I'll have that in my head for a week. I that, you'll take. You. You'll, you'll take that away. With yeah, it. yeah. I, I kind of like it. It's, okay. I, I'm, it's definitely the most. Uh, pop, it's it's the, the more poppy song that I would have thought that a wet, wet, wet uh, yeah. album might have. Yeah, and, and don't get me wrong. I'm not like I love this song nah, or anything, sure. but. Despite despite all of the list of criticisms I've got of it, I still yeah. yeah there's catchiness there yeah okay all right fair enough so track two you're you're definitely enjoying that one more than I did I didn't like it okay see so I, I I think I think yeah that's that's a, a, okay. a, a in the plus column for fine me. fair enough uh, should we move on to track three yeah track number three uh, put the light on again back in that Deacon Blue territory yeah I mean there's like an Irish pipe put on this it looks a bit folky but, yeah look yeah I put folky in down home yeah now I tell you what right and that but the bass sound too. there's something there's something wrong with this vocal arrangement and I don't know what it is maybe it's the mix right but I was listening to it and it's it's all just too far forward in the mix uh-huh. and like you kind of miss the nuance of anything that they're doing because you get the impression there's something going on harmonically but you kind of miss all of it it's just it just sounds odd to me it just sounds okay look, look, look that like it's just yeah that was clashing it's yeah right up the front and it's clashing with itself that you, yeah, you're not, yeah it's just it's just poorly executed right and I don't understand how or why Really, no, but uh, yeah, it, it sounds it sounds like a strange departure for the band to me. I, I imagine this is them going, Oh, look how fucking grown up we are. We yeah. can do this one where it sounds like you know, we're just in a studio, like extremes more than words, yeah. or Mr. Big to be with you, that sort of stuff. But I mean, I've, I've put here my notes are it's inauthentic and poorly executed, sure, right? You've got the Roachford synth bass, and yeah. you've got a fucking penny whistle. Yeah, which can and I've just never put, good. I just put get the fuck out of here with this twee shit. Wait, wait, wait. That's mm. I, you know, I, I, I don't particularly like this style of music. That's Fine. not. It's, but this has been done so badly. Yeah, it's been done. It's just I, I don't understand. You know, it doesn't sound like this is something they're into. It doesn't sound. It sounds like no. that they understand the nuance of it. And as a result, it's just shit. Yeah. Oh, no, I think it's just rubbish. I think it's just a really bad song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't get... I'll tell you what as well what I don't get. I don't get why they've done it. Fair enough. But, you know, they're the band. Do what you fucking want. I don't understand why the record company released this as the second single. Because there were two singles before yeah. the big one that didn't do anything. That mm-hmm. charted, And this one charted at 56. Yeah. Massive fucking flop. But obviously it is because listen to it. Why yeah. would you put that out and think this will be a winner? No idea, mate. Mental. Ma- you know, ma- again, maybe it's just because it's that departure, and they're like, okay, let's show them what they can do now. Yeah. Or but- maybe it's because the uh, the campaign manager in 1992 was doing an enormous amount of blow, doing just as much as the rest of the band. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So right, so that's track number three. I don't like it at all. Not one bit. Shit. Not one bit. Yep, fine. Okay, so there's 11 tracks on this record. Shall we take a quick break now? Have a look at albums? Let's do that. Let's do it. All right, album-wise, as I said at the top of the show, this album itself went to number one on the 2nd of February of 1992. So the week that I'm looking at the actual top 10 is the week of the 2nd to the 
the, the ninth, I guess. Um, and because we haven't done one of these in a little while, there's quite a few different bits in here. So number 10 is C.C. Penison's Finally, the album, yep. which I'm going to guarantee you has no other good I songs on it. I guarantee that's correct. Yeah. I, I mean, I, maybe we should do a special on it. Yeah, I imagine there's probably two or three versions of Finally on there as well. That would be my guess. <laughs> should we have a look? <laughs> be like, yeah, the, yeah, the C&C Music Factory mix and the acapella. Uh, so that's number 10. Number 9 is Mariah Carey's Emotions. Mm-hmm. Uh, number 8, Tina Turner's... <laughs> Hang on, Mariah, Mariah Carey's <laughs> album's called um, Her, Her Emotions. Her Emotions. Was Mariah it a death Carey's metal emotions. record? <laughs> Uh, number eight, Tina Turner is simply the best, which we've seen in a little while. Uh, number seven, there was a new entry for Lush with Spooky. Fucking hell, Lush in Lush the top ten. Set number seven album. I had no idea. No, I don't, I don't think I would have. I kind of remember it coming out because I had a, a couple of the singles off it. I don't think I ever had the album. But if you'd said to me, oh, do you remember when Lush went in at number seven to the UK chart? I'd be like, nope. I'd pal Marvin at night. Oh, he absolutely would. Yeah. Absolutely he would. But yeah, so that's kind of an interesting one that they've, Sold enough, I guess, still at the end of January, but still, fucking, whatever, sold as many as Tina Turner's Simply the Best that week. Nice. Uh, number six is Queen's Greatest Hits 2, which is down from the number one spot. Number five is Lisa Stansfield's Real Love, which has been over Christmas. Number four, Scott Walker and the Walker Brothers, No Regrets, so best of there. Number three, Genesis We Can't Dance, which we saw at the end of last year. We did, and, and number, listened to. We did. Number two, Simply Red Stars, which... Yeah, lovely. It, yeah, it's but just again, off the top spot. Yeah, so if you are just if, if you're new to the podcast, listening uh, because we started a new series, uh, new season, should I say? Uh, you can check out our full reviews of Stars by Simply Red and Genesis. Uh, yeah, we can't dance. dance. Yeah. Uh, yeah, go back into season two. Uh, there's some all right episodes. Yeah, indeed. I must admit, I find it very strange because we've been on a little hiatus for about four weeks now. Or so. Yeah. Um, we finished doing uh, the season two stuff. Mm-hmm. We took a couple of weeks just to do to chill out, and. I find it very strange looking at our downloads and our chart placements yeah. when we haven't been putting anything out. I suspect some people have been going back and listening to some old ones because stuff like Depeche Mode Violator, which was like the fourth episode we did, yeah. has gone back into the Apple iTunes chart. We, we hit some, like we hit the Australian charts with a couple of episodes. Yeah, bizarre. It's bizarre. I don't know. I know. So yeah, it was nice that people maybe are going. All right, there's nothing new. I'll go back and check out some of the old ones that I may have missed. So it's, yeah, it's, Mate, it's, if you are in Australia and you do listen to this podcast, hit us up on social media. Yeah, and let us know, it. man. Yeah. Like, we'd, like that. It, it feels like a lie. I feel like it's just someone we know listening it, through it, a VPN. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah. If you're in Australia and you're listening to this, then, uh, you know, I mean, good day, I guess. Sure. Um, no. Oh, fucking, that's all I got, mate. No. Uh, right, so look at other albums that are out in this time period. And by time period, I am counting from January 1st, because yeah. we went up to the end of 1991 in the last one. So from January 1st until the 15th of February, which is when Wet 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 stopped mm-hmm. being number one. Say so you're looking at six weeks' time or so. There's quite a bit in here. Um, Green Day. The uh, released Kerplunk, yeah. their first album. So that was out in January. Uh, I don't remember that one bit. Don't I remember know, even fucking I mean, I, hearing I've, the words. I, I, I've I've had it on tape at some point. Yeah. I, I never listened to it loads. I mean, I sure. got, I got into Green Day when everybody else oh, got into Green Dookie Day. Dookie came, when out, yeah. came out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Therapy's Pleasure Death, which was out at the end of January, and I had that at the time because mm-hmm. I was by that point I was absolutely buying therapy stuff yeah. I wanted that still brilliant album uh, mini album I suppose uh, Afghan Wigs Congregation great record uh, so that was out end of January what a record that is I must admit I didn't hear about Afghan Wigs I suppose I was reading about them 
in the enemy and Melody Maker. I didn't hear anything until kind of the gentleman. Oh, dude, I didn't get into I didn't get into Afghan Wigs until kind of late nineties. That oh, was I really okay, late to right the party back with Afghan Wigs, but I really, really got into uh, Greg Dooley's voice. Fair play. Uh, Rancid released their first thing, the Rancid EP, in January. Cool. Again, so you got that and Green Day coming through. I suppose there must have been a little groundswell somewhere. Well, yeah, the I mean, this this you know this is going to become you know the big kind of pop punk movement. Oh, it definitely will increase. You know, Absolutely. with, with a, the velocity. Uh, Alice in Chains released Sap in the start of February. That's a fucking great record yeah. as well. You, yeah, you, obviously you're a huge Alice in Chains yeah, fan. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hear Sap at the time. I mean, Sap was repackaged as a double album with Jar of Flies when Jar of Flies yes, came indeed. out, and Jar of Flies is my favourite Alice in Chains record. Oh, is record. it? Oh, without a shadow of a doubt. Oh, okay, fucking, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jar of Flies is, I mean, it's six tracks and it's mm. just magnificent. You know, right, sure. You know, there was a we had a rework. You know, if I stay away for. Our walk down music. Oh, nice. Yeah, I mean, look, man. In terms of songs that always make me cry. Yeah. Um, Barbie Girl by Aqua. Yeah, obviously. Barbie, yeah. That's that's that that's that's yeah. for different reasons. <laughs> reasons of an insertion anally and yeah. the, the pain it took to come out. Oh, um, nice. Thank God she hasn't got nipples. Um, <laughs> in terms of uh, songs that will always make me cry, mm-hmm. no excuses. Oh, by Alison Chains. Right. Man. Yes. Which is just this kind of painful, self-destructive song about addiction. Uh huh. You know what I mean? It's it it kills me. Yeah. Like, I think I remember when Lane Staley died. Just fucking listening to that song over and over. Right. Oh man, that song fucking breaks me. So there's a weird uh, thing to think about. Uh, just because uh, you think of Alison Change, you think of Lane Staley, massive heroin addict. Yeah. Uh, and. Dealt with it through loads of his songs. Dealt with uh, his his uh, pain and suffering yeah. through that. Marty Pello, massive heroin addict. Not so much coming through in the way. Was well, he a massive heroin addict? He wasn't at this point, but uh, by the end of the nineties, he had to go into rehab for it. Fucking hell! I mean, really? Yeah. You got this much Huge success, guys. Stay away from the skag, mate. He's again. He's just some fucking rough boy from yeah. Clydebank. Yeah, but mate, you know I mean, you're just because you're a rough boy, I'm a pretty rough boy. True. You don't fucking, you don't have to get into the skag. Well, Stay away y- from it. You haven't yet. Well, that is true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but then you also haven't made a million vines and. I mean, I've got to be honest with you. you, you know, yeah, I mean, you know, I was quite tired when you got round. <laughs> <laughs> I was on the old oxes, oh, yeah. pal. <laughs> uh, right, Alison J. So yeah, Sap was out uh, at the start of February. Uh, the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones released their first album. I'm guessing more noise and other disturbances. So again, tying yeah. in with Rancid. Yeah, there's the, the, the big thing coming, yeah. Sure. Aphex Twins selected Ambient Works at 85 to 92. Great, that's Same a up. great record. That's, never, that's, never that's, got Aphex. That, see, I've never got Aphex Twin particularly either. I mean, yeah. I saw Aphex Twin live and I got I got proper Emperor's New Clothes Syndrome. Yeah. A lot of Aphex Twin. But if if I'm going to go to a record, it's going to be Ambient Works. Okay. It's, you know, it's just a good fucking, it's a good, good kind of breakbeaty techno record. Fair enough. It's, you know, it's, uh, it's a good example of its genre. Right. Okay, I know that it is touted, even even though it's almost, well, it is a compilation. It's not the best of it, it's a compilation. It is touted by people who like Aphex as, no, it's still good. It's, yeah. it's not like it's some crass marketing thing he's thrown together. Yeah. It is a nice compilation of yeah, it's, stuff it's, to date. It's, it's a great record. Yeah, fair it's, enough. It's, it's, the only one, it's the only one of his records that I would probably say it's a great record. Right. Because I just don't, you know, I, I don't have the relationship with it that a lot of people do. You yeah. Know. No, no, me neither. Yeah. Um, Guided by Voices released Propeller, which I think was possibly their first one. Um, I wasn't into them at the time. I was never into no. them. Young Gods released TV Sky, and I wow. remember I had older friends who were like, "Oh, the Young Gods are really cool." Mm-hmm. I wasn't interested. I must no, never, never really found it. It was, I think, it was one of those kind of. Uh, 
got to be there at the time yeah. kind of things. It's... Yeah, exactly. Airhead released Boing, who I've you know said I did kind of like a couple of their yeah, singles, yeah, I've, I, and I've, I've yeah, still you, haven't heard. That's of them. fine. But the, the one that uh, I thought fucking hell, this was great, and I really only heard this probably six months down the line but Tori Amos released Little Earthquakes mm. and that is an astonishing oh album oh my god what a piece of work absolutely but it only got to 14 in the charts in January did it really yeah 14 which to be honest for a debut album by someone who you hadn't heard and the singles didn't do yeah. massive amounts fair enough yeah but yeah I think I heard that it was a uh, uh, oh. long time listener and friend of the show Niall Bakewell okay um, who introduced me to that album in the summer I think I feel, I, I feel like the first time I heard Tori Amos it might have been on The Word oh really maybe oh fair I don't it was, remember it was, that. maybe I mean, I mean I've, got, done. I've got no specific I mean, but it was on one of those type of programs yeah. it was something you know kind of artsy and youth focused okay sure on a late night do you know what oh, I mean okay I mean, I really love this. And what's the other one? Is it Under the Pink? That's his, was that the next album? I can't remember if it's the next one or the one after, but I fucking love that record as well. And we're going to have to do that, I think. That's the number one album. Oh, okay, yeah. great. Right, so there you go. There's your albums. That's a, that's a lot of new stuff. That is a lot of new stuff. Yeah. Oh, and Sir Mix-a-Lot's Mac Daddy. forgot about that. I mean, no, yeah, one, cares. No. no one cares. No one cares. So, yeah, a lot of different bits, a lot of very cool things, lots of bands that we will see. That this is the start of a long career mm-hmm. for them as well. Mm. Amazing, man. Well, look, let's uh, let's let's bang back into this album. Right. We've got the title track next, High on the Happy Side. So, yes, number four on the album. Oh, this one thinks it's Sade. Oh, God. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, low-key, porn yeah. groove. Yeah, this is too slick. Well, this is the thing, isn't it? It's like, for... For what this is obviously supposed to be is the sex one of the sexy songs. Yeah. It is amazing how sexless this is. Oh yeah. It's just it's without edges, man. It's like, yeah, it's like Barbie doll, it's got no nipples. Right, sure. And I tell you, man, like when he when he's doing this voice mm. with Right? Seduce you. I just feel like I can just taste his breath. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Just a fucking stellar Artois and CK one. <laughs> Fixed with Armbrew. Yeah, this is them, again, trying to be grown up and not just the pop band you're used to. Sexy soul. But see, look, this song of the other one, like we've, we've mentioned Simply Red a couple of times, obviously it was right, number sure. one, yep. right? And this obviously shares DNA with Simply Red. Okay. Right? But whereas, uh, spoilers if you haven't listened to the le- episode, that album that we went into kind of ready to dislike... Mm had grooves that just kind of broke us down one us over and we were like do you know what this is fucking great oh, there were some tunes on there they were like okay this is a good catchy tune on that one yeah, yeah but this this is this is what happens when you apply the same template but don't bring the songs no there's no tune to there's this. no song in this at all yeah. I mean there are some nice vocal touches here and there throughout it his voice there are some nice okay. little bits that he does but it's just way too much affectation for me as well you know sure the whole film ends up sounding like the soundtrack to like a a love scene from like a Top Gun era movie mm. yeah right you know, it's uh, yeah there, there's nothing in here for me at all I think uh, there's no catchy hook the vocals, it's a the or the lyrics again. I don't get what it's about. I don't understand what he's trying to say. Um, there's no spark at all. 
the chorus takes it up a little bit from the verse, but not enough to, yeah. to make it worthwhile. And there's a weird keyboard noise, and there's a strange instrumental section mm-hmm. halfway through, and a guitar solo that don't sound like it should be there. No, it's it's just a, a misfire. It's, it's got another one of those things that... I mean, how long was this track? About four minutes? Uh, it is four and a half minutes. Yeah. It, what this song is, is four minutes then, because there's mm. a 30-second fader. I, I fucking hate... A massive fader. Oh, my God, yeah. why do people do it? No, I don't understand why you do that. Uh, it adds nothing... And it's, it's, I guess that's what you did at some point if he's ran out of ideas of how to end a song, but it's bullshit. No, well, maybe maybe they'll write a good one. Maybe tomorrow. Oy. Track number five. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow I want to settle down. It sounds like these strings sound it's like a Madonna song. What's the Madonna that starts like that? Oh, hold on. This is it. I mean, I, oh, I wrote... Oh, boy. Sounds more like a smoky room kind of cabaret sound, and then all of a sudden you realise... Reggae! It's reggae. I, I, I was hoping. You know, it's been so long since we've had a, a reggae number on one of these albums. Dub crash. Look, look, okay. Oh, oh. Plus column. Doesn't do the voice. Okay, sure. Sure. Minus column. Everything else. Oh, fucking hell. Everything. Right. It's got the, the dub piano going on, the echo B piano. It's got horns everywhere. I see. Right. I'm I'm so sorry. No, don't do this to me, Dave. I'm so sorry. No. I kind of don't mind no. this one. Oh, you are the devil. I know. I know. I know. Right. I know. I'm, What's wrong? This is terrible. I, 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 I'm almost embarrassed. So you should be. But this, it just seems like a fairly solid album track in an album that hasn't got many. It's not, it's, I'm stunned. You know, the reggae's a little bit more low-key. I've toned it down a little bit. It's not like dub style. Sure, he's not going, yeah. <laughs> I kind of just went, oh, the, you know, kind of like the voice works with the tune for me, and yeah. it's okay. Fuck you. What is happening right now? <laughs> uh, if you, if you, Amazing. Uh, honestly, if you were in the room, I don't think I've ever seen Chris closer to walking out. I don't understand what's he, happening. He looks, <laughs> like this he's, like looking at, he's looking at me like he... He, like when he arrived earlier, right, and he'd driven twenty <laughs> minutes across town, he didn't look as angry as he does now. <laughs> I'm I'm absolutely stunned. Oh, I think man. this I'm is so- as bad as all the other shit reggae ones we've done. The Elton John one, and uh, it's not as bad in the same way as the New Kids in the Block one is because that's oh, no. hilarious. Yeah, but I think this is just shite. I don't think it's as bad. I think it right. kind of works as a song, right? But. I tell you what this obviously is. This is a band going through the playbook. And it's like, oh, why, oh, yeah. why don't we try a reggae one? Why don't we try one that sounds like this? Why don't we do this? Absolutely. This is, a, this is a band that are just throwing shit at the wall, though. That is definitely what's happening. Oh, for I, sure. I, you know, I, don't get me wrong, right? Solid album track, no more than a six. Okay. Right? That's, that's where I'm at with it. Right? Okay. I'm not saying I like it, uh-huh. but I don't dislike it as much as I... You, would feel should. I would yeah, okay you're yeah. saying should okay you may right. have a point I mean, you know if we did ever do that Spotify playlist of all the terrible reggae yeah. songs on the albums we listen yeah. to this is of course it's going to be in there oh of course a, yeah and I would have lumped it exactly the same as those ones I just think I don't know I just don't think it's quite as no. I mean, we're doing some reggae right. in some of those tunes you okay. know it's not quite as uh, outre I guess this is this is so white I think they should have changed their name to White White White. Nice. At this point. Ah, nice. Just you, you, that one. You've had that up your sleeve, haven't that's, you? That's on my notes. Yeah, of course <laughs> it is, mate. Of course it is. Yeah. Okay, I'm very, very surprised. Uh, mate, fair enough. 
Fucking hell, it's it's. I don't, you, I, your, your I don't ears. love it, but I think it's compared to some of the other shit on this record. I think it's as all soon right. as uh, that, I was going through this, and as soon as that one came on, I went, "Oh, amazing! Oh, <laughs> absolutely! Another fucking dreadful reggae song." Uh, right, so track number six is called "Good Night Girl." Right, and so this was the big, big single. Yeah, this was actually the third single released, but this was the one that got to number one. Yeah, and opened up the, the door to releasing this and it being number one album. And look, you know, right, this is bread and butter, chart bothering, wet, 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 right? You think? Yeah, I think I mean, so. Obviously it is, but this doesn't sound like typical wet, wet, wet to me. It sounds like the wet, wet, wet that happened when Lovers All Around came around. Yeah, I, okay, right. But, so, so I say, at the time, this probably wasn't the classic, but, you know, mm. I mean, you can put this in, uh, you know, put this into context with Wishing Well or Angel Eyes. It's Angel not, Eyes, yeah, sure. You know, yeah. You know, you're not a million, you're not a million miles away, right? Mm-hmm. So this is the kind of the ballad, kind of soft ballad. This is the kind of Chilton FM cuddle on the couch, right? Yeah, kind of. Do you know oh, I mean, grope on the sofa, whatever well, then, yeah. it is. Right? It's one of those. This is your first dance at the wedding song. Yeah. This is again, you know, as you said, this is the territory that Robbie Williams is going to be taking mm-hmm. over in three or four years' time, right? Mm-hmm. Big cheesy ballad. Verses are so sparse, you've just got those strings underneath it. It's, it's practically anonymous in the verses. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, and, but, you know, and the chorus is big and hooky enough to carry it over. It's not for me. No. But it is, you know, I think it's, I think it's inarguably uh, an example of a reasonably well-executed example of this type of song. Sure, sure. I To me, this type of song... Is, some, is is like akin to the Flying Pickets, their sort of stuff, or the House Martins whenever they did um, Caravan of Love, okay. the more a cappella stuff, because there is such sparse instrumentation on this hmm. that it's almost a cappella. Oh uh, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I, I think I think the difference between almost and completely though does kind of remove an an element of novelty that exists within those okay. a cappella things and i'm sure if you're very if you're a serious member of a barbershop quartet please don't write into me i don't like your your struggle is your own yeah fine. I, I can't help you no uh but you know it, it always does feel a bit novelty doesn't it anything a, oh totally a and I, th- I think this this almost sounds a bit novelty to me because it's so bizarre and out there um the fact that this got to number one and was number one for four weeks astounds me. I oh, see. It doesn't astound me. This, this, really? this, yeah, no. This feels like a very basic bitch kind of wedding song. This is like this is the uh, this is the ivory wedding dress. This is the kind of the, right. the this is the diamond solitaire engagement ring. This is the uh, you know this is this is a song for people that live in new build estates painted mm. with uh, magnolia walls. That's that's what this is. This is so middle of the road that it's you know it's got no rough edges it's not going to offend people oh sure and it's got that little kind of oh this is maybe what love is about kind of right i I mean i think this is it's again it's not for me but i think this is well executed um to me it sounds like a build-up that never comes to the the point where you're like oh i see and now the instruments are coming in it sounds like it's uh it's a, a a, a slope upwards to nothing. It never uh, gets uh, there. A, a wank with no vinegar. Precisely. Strikes. Yeah. Okay. I think that the chorus on this is catchy. Yeah. I think it is a catchy chorus. I think it sounds like a half finished song, and that's maybe why I don't understand why it was so big. It doesn't sound like, oh, this is a chart beater. It sounds like this is a great demo. Go and go uh, and finish this off. Okay. Fair enough. I I see where you come from, but mm. I think 
I, I think the sparseness probably appeals maybe so to, to a certain maybe so demographic. I tell you what, I don't like. I don't like the the very beginning and the very end where it's that ah uh, literally that here could live without the vocal scales. So yeah. that's what I've written. Yeah, I, that really jars with me. Yeah, I didn't hated like it, it as well. Didn't like it at all. Um, this is just as a little factoid. This is their only self-penned number one single because they had already had a number one with with a little help from my friends. Yeah. Uh, in like 88 god I forgot they did that yeah, yeah. it was for Childline I think yeah uh, and then they obviously had Love Is All Around yeah. so both of those cover versions this is the only number one they've had that was their own song fair enough yeah but I'm, I I think like I say the chorus is catchy I, I do remember this obviously from the time because it was four yeah. weeks number one it was a big deal but I definitely not a fan no I'm not a fan of it either I'm no. not, not a big fan of it but you know fucking hell like, the rest of Britain was Went mental Apparently for Apparently so. Right, well, let's crack on then. Track yeah. number seven is called Celebration. Oh, celebration. Yeah. Oh, good, an acoustic guitar. Yeah, indeed. And at this point, right, we're seven songs into this yeah. album. So two-thirds of the way through. At no point have I gone, oh, this is wicked. Like, literally, oh, no, none, no, no, there's not been not a song yet. Nothing's felt like a single apart from that last song. Right, sure, okay. Now, this verse does absolutely nothing for me. This is just standard mm. busker fare. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it almost like, sounds like they're going for a bit of a bull deadly riff on an acoustic jing to jing to jing to jing jing. But, yeah, it's a strange feel to it. It doesn't fit with what I think Well, Wet is, doesn't feel with his voice, I don't think. Weird vocal inflections. Now, this chorus feels like it should be in a completely different side. Yeah, I've got the exact same thing. It does not fit. No. No. It sounds like it's from, again, maybe from a musical or something like this, but it just, it's just weird that they've put this as a yeah. chorus. I don't like these harmonising bits. And this is out of kilter with itself. Well, see, I, I, see, I, I kind of like that little acapella breakdown. I kind of... I'm like, oh, well, that's, that's a nice little bit. Oh, right. But it sits in the middle of... Shit. Right. I didn't didn't like that either. Okay, fair no, enough. It, it, it felt like it was trying to do something interesting, but it just sounded like, oh, you've, you've made a mess. And then you get further in, and it's like, oh, someone's left the door open to the percussion cupboard. Oh, yeah. The clapping. Tell you what it sounds like to me, right? You know, like when bands go in and they do the live lounge. Oh, God, yes. This is exactly what it is. It's like, oh, yeah, we're all together. We're all having a... We're all having a great jam. Uh-huh. Yeah, it does, doesn't feel like a, a studio track. Right? No, and right. it feels incessantly smug. Oh god, yeah, so oh, smug. Yeah, I think they think that they are so fucking cool because yeah, yeah. they've done this one. I think, like you know, this this uh, this one might as well be called <laughs> Four Lads from Glasgow. Look what we've done. <laughs> or cunts. Yeah, Could just be called cunts. cunts. Just cunts. Yeah, mercifully short. Though, only two minutes fifty. Mm-hmm. Feels like longer though, don't it? Yeah, it does. I suppose. That, that's one thing we could say as a, a bonus is that none of these songs have been ridiculously long. No, they haven't. Uh, it's an eleven-track, forty-five-minute album, but yeah. some of the songs still do manage to significantly outstay their oh, welcome, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. All right, so look, well, that's, that brings yeah. us to the end of track number. That's it, yeah, seven. So seven. We've got four left to go. All right, well, should we take the break and do the singles Let's now? Let's do then? it. Right, we've cool. got a few. Oh, we've got a lot. All right, so yeah, the singles is the same week as the albums, the, the 2nd of February. Uh, qu- number 10 is Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody and These Are The Days Of Our Lives, which mm-hmm. was number one at the end of the year. Number nine, 
one of the best songs ever released, I think we will wow. find. And I'm pretty sure I've said at some point that I want this played at my funeral. Nice. Yeah, mate. Number oh. nine in the, this week. Yeah. Kiss. God gave rock and roll to you, part two. Yeah, absolutely. I fucking love this Argent song so much. Cover. Yes, indeed. But this is far superior oh, to the original. Oh, God, absolutely. This is wonderful. For- from, from the generally pretty fucking superb Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey oh, soundtrack. Quite, yeah. Now this is outstandingly good. I'm a huge fan this of this. I, I saw this. I went, I went with my mate Nicholas Ellingham and saw this at the cinema. We went to bed oh, yeah. the cinema because they weren't showing it in Luton. Got very, very lost. Oh, very lost. Oh, yeah, right. walking back. Yeah. Anyway, um, what a fucking come riff! On, what a tune! Brilliant. Every bit of this makes me happy. You know that that intro, the build up. This riff, yeah, yeah, uh, the, the big everyone coming in singing in a minute. It's the only good Kiss song because <laughs> <laughs> it's not theirs. Yeah. And the, the 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 sort of spoken word bit at the end, that's, everything's just brilliant. So I love it. Rock and roll. Uh, so that's number nine. Number eight is Genesis. I can't dance, uh, which obviously we've talked about in the album. Do you remember who did this one? Your name's not Dan. You're not coming in. Oh, your name's not down. You're not coming in. Um, it's sort of the doorman or something, and it? it's it's, oh, called, it's called the bouncer. It's called the bouncer. I can't remember who did it though. Nah, I've, I've got it at the back. One, of one hit wonder, obviously. Just, yeah, yeah. Well, it's probably fucking one of the prodigy because it was on XL. Uh, kicks like a mule. Kicks like a mule. Yeah, yeah fucking did know that. There you go. Kicks like a mule. Uh, name's not down. You're not coming in. Not coming in. Name's not down. You're not coming in. Not in those shoes. Uh, number six, and we're gonna see this for a while. I'll oh, fucking stay by Shakespeare's sister. Yeah, it's a tune. This is a great tune. It's a fucking tune. Yeah. I love uh, Shakespeare's sister. Oh really? Yeah, I really like Shakespeare's sister. I like this, and, the, and uh, there's one other one I can. Uh, your history. That's the one. Yeah, it's a good tune. tune that is. Yeah. Yeah, that's our first album, Sacred Heart. I got yeah. one of those records. I got someone gave me it on CD. Uh-huh. First CD I ever had. It was the only CD oh. I had for oh, a few so you weeks. Played it loads. So I played it loads, and yeah, it's great. I really like it. Right. Well, yeah, that's number six at the minute, and. As I'm sure you remember, this stayed around for a long time. It, this it was what? number one. Stayed around. Stayed. Stay. Oh, oh yeah. I say, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, number five. I'm not even going to bother with this one. Kurt Steiger's I Wonder Why. Thank you. No, no idea. Uh, number four. Do you remember? Because I remember this. This just sounds like the slowed down breakdown from Sesame Street. <laughs> Could be a sample, for all yeah. I know. House piano. Yeah. Ringing any bells? No, I'm just thinking of Free Nelson Mandela. Oh, I see. Okay. What is it? It's the Pasadenas. Oh, God. With I'm doing fine now. I'm doing fine. I remember the Pasadena. I remember the Pasadena, so I don't really remember that song. I don't oh, think. It, they only had a couple of songs, yeah. and it was all that sort of uh, '60s soul revival stuff. Yeah. That's what they did. Uh, but that was number four. Number three is Kylie's uh, version of "Give Me Just a Little More Time," mm-hmm. which was yeah, big enough. Number two is Two Unlimited's "Twilight Zone." Which I guess they'd already God, fucking shot their load on. Jesus, get Christ. ready for this and no limits. Don't, no, no, no limits isn't out yet. I don't think. No I, think lim- I think we've already think, had that, haven't we? Oh, oh no, maybe not. Maybe not. No, no I think limits. no limits is when I'm at six form. So okay, it's later in the year. Fair enough. Uh, number one is wet. Well, wet's good, mate, girl. Okay, so that's right. that's where that is. Uh, however, like I say, we have six weeks worth of stuff um, to to talk about in terms of single releases. Shaft, rhubarb, and custard. 
We must have been in the middle of that comedy rave stuff uh, going yeah. on. Sesame Street, uh, yeah. uh, fucking uh, Trip, Trip to, to Trumpton. Trumpton. Yes, yeah. all of that. But there was also you know, some fucking wicked dance stuff going on. This one was out. Got to number two. I had this on sale. I bought this in seven inch. Had a roller coaster in the front, didn't it? Yeah, was it the, the twelve inch did? Yeah, I yeah. got white. Everybody that's in a place. Let's go. Cool. Yeah, Prodigy. Everybody in the place. Uh, and like I say, that was not. I got to number two in that time period. Uh, Carter on Stop Sex Machine released Rubbish, mm-hmm. which I'm sure you would find quite apt. Yeah. Uh, and also the Senseless Things released Easy to Smile. They just were chucking out a single every couple of weeks at that point. Uh, this one. First, I remember hearing this band. Like, I bet you, you must have heard this in various indie discos. Oh, yeah. At, the, at that point. Oh, God. It fucking sounds like James Bond. <laughs> God, I quite like that. Oh, it's fucking uh, Sugar Cubes. Yes, it is, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Bjork coming in there. This, this hit by the Sugar Cubes. And I do remember this coming out. I love this. I bought this on 7. I love this. I thought I was going to be in for a fucking great time with the Sugar Cubes and Bjork. Ended up not liking most of the other stuff. Yeah, fair enough, mate. Yeah. Fair enough. I, I I have a very, very mixed relationship with Bjork. Yeah. Every now and again, she drops something that I fucking love. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I hate it. Yeah, yeah I, I think. For me, that is... Very Emperor's New Clothes. The, uh, mate, the, the, the vocal gymnastics, it's just fucking Mariah. Yeah, okay. It's just Mariah Carey with a fucking indie feel. Yeah, true. Anyway. Uh, so that was out. Uh, Lush released their Four Love EP, and we've seen, obviously, yeah. this, the album. Nitzareb released Godhead. Never cared. No, me neither. I, I remember them being a big deal for some people at yeah. the time, but no, not to me. Uh, this one, I'm just going to... Actually, I'm not going to play it. I'll put it on the playlist for people who uh, like that sort of shit. But Kingmaker released the Idiots at the Wheel oh, EP. Don't, I'm fucking Kingmaker. Oh, sure, surely everyone's disavowed Kingmaker. There's a, right a, now. a really scrape this guy, which is on that EP, is a good tune. Fucking cheap. really scrape, scrape the bottom of the barrel, my friend. Uh, that, num- number 26, this one got to. And you'll remember this. That's beautiful people by Marilyn Manson. It's like. Another indie disco classic. Yeah, I've heard this loud. So I was fucking completely uh-huh. gone from my brain. Is it Daisy Chainsaw? Yes, uh, it is. Love All Your Money. Love Your yeah, Money, yeah, Daisy yeah. Chainsaw, exactly. Love Your Money. Yeah, exactly. This was a, a big tune in, the, in the, the dirty, grotty indie clubs. Uh, one God, of, I, I saw Katie Jane Garfield. Like, Garside. Garside, is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, support it like or do Queen Adrena oh yeah a yeah a couple of times fuck me I fancied her oh yeah oh my god yeah Queen Adrena were some good tunes on that, that the well. first record a quick, first yeah, Queen Adrena record really good yeah, yeah absolutely uh, Wonder Stuff released the Welcome to the Cheap Seats EP Public Enemy released Shut Em Down as a single mm-hmm. uh, James released Born of Frustration Primal Scream released the Dixie Narco EP which is the one that had Moving On Up on it which is another kind of yeah. big indie tune at that point uh, Teenage Fan Club, What You Do To Me EP, and that's a fucking brilliant song. That is yeah. fantastic. Uh, Thousand Yard Stare released a comeuppance EP, which is 
okay, I think. It's, it's one of those ones that also runs. Yeah, fucking Thousand Yards Day. That's that's a record that only you would mention, I think. Right, fair enough. Yeah, it's, it, again, they were played Reading every year. They were always reviewed in the enemy when they released a new single. No one really bought anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but here's one. It's got to, only got to number 67. Mm-hmm. Right, but again, you're going to know this one. Another drum intro. Oh, it's fucking... Uh, uh, yeah, I know exactly what this is. Yeah, um, Sultan's a ping. Yep. Yeah, where's my jumper? Where's my jumper? I jumper? fucking hate this song. Do you? I fucking oh, right. hate this song. Ah, fucking I think... I've always hated this song, and I've had, and, I, and for probably 15 years of my life, I heard it every week. Yeah, sure. Once. Oh, God, yeah. It was one of those ones that, because it was so weird and novelty, this was played so often. And I was getting asked for this whenever I was DJing in indie clubs at the end of the night. That started. song almost encapsulates what I hate about indie music. Okay. I fucking hate that song. Right. It's very silly. Yeah. It is very silly. I hate that. it. I hate it. All right. Uh, it got to number 67. So, yeah, massive hit for them. 67. Yeah. Num- this one got to number nine. And this is fucking incredible, this song. Um, I, don't, I don't think you'll know the tune. This is Leave Them All Behind by Ride. Okay. And this tune is like, what is it? Eight minutes long. Mm-hmm. This intro goes on for about 40 seconds and then it kicks into it. I remember seeing these at the first reading I was at. I saw them in Belfast and this was just one of those one of those ones where everyone's like, oh, thank God, they're playing this fucking song. It was an epic, epic thing. And it just gets louder and more and more layers come in. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, so yeah, that got to number nine, which I was pleasantly surprised yeah. to see because I didn't think it would have been that big a deal. And then the only other one I've got is the Jesus and Mary Chain released Reverence. Okay. Which uh, was, uh, again, I was aware of them at the time, and I have this, I bought this, and quite like it, but I don't quite get the whole Jesus and Mary Jane thing. I like bits of Jesus and Mary sure. Jane. I've never really sat down and spent a lot of time with the discography. Mm-hmm. I suspect if I did, I'd probably find a few bits that I liked. Uh, you know, I could reckon I could probably make a pretty decent greatest hits. Uh, uh, yeah, I agree with that. For yeah. myself. Yeah, um, sure. But yeah, I mean, again... I think so, they've done some absolute shit as well. Oh, they? of course they yeah. have, man. But, I mean, you know, fucking who hasn't, really? Yeah, speaking of Scottish bands on heroin. Very similar sound. Oh, isn't it, though? <laughs> I'd love to hear Wet Wet Wet's uh, Jesus and Mary Chain covers record. Okay, now, or vice versa. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay, but yeah, there you go. There's a ton of stuff out in that period. Uh, we've got a load of indie coming through, like lots and lots of indie. Yeah. Um, still got some of that chart rave bit. And then you've also got Public Enemy and you've got Nitzareb. So it's an interesting time for singles. So that's cool. all within six weeks, all that shit. That is nuts, man. That Isn't is it crazy? Nuts. Right, well, let's uh, let's get into the final stretch of right. this. Um, let's see if we can get high on the happy side one last time. Mm. All right, so uh, where are we? Track number eight. Make it tonight. Gosh. Well, it's a good thing now. We've, we've now got an answer to the question. What would Nana Cherry's Manchild sound like if it was shit? Oh, right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is a, okay, a terrible... you're on your own, it's late. Your girlfriend is on another date. This is so limp. Yeah. This, they're back in with the, the kind of the, the fucking half a tablet of Viagra porn fun. Ugh. Yeah, it's yeah. like yeah, they, they wanted to make Marvin Gaye's sexual healing. Yeah. But they've accidentally come up with this. I mean, this was the first single as well. This is what the record company went. I, I know what's going to sell. This so, but, shit. So it's weird. He's it's, it's doing this kind of 
like subpar Mick Hucknall. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it just throws in this, into this big major key chorus. Right. Which is, again, it's like just poor songwriting. Oh, chorus so. that doesn't fit. And I'm Absolute like, can't. Look, look. Yeah. That doesn't fit in any way with the rest of that song. No. Does he do this during sex? Like, he's going down on a girl. He's just getting into it. The, the mood's hitting. And then all of a sudden, he just gets up and fucking sings a big chorus. <laughs> I suspect he might do. You know I mean, maybe that it sounds like a Marty Peller move. But yeah, it, it's fucking weird, though. This It's just another one of these songs where the chorus doesn't meet, meet the verse. Mm-hmm. They're trying to do their stock in trade big chorus. But mm-hmm. it's like, you've got to have a song around it. There's got to be a tune. And this fucking, this kind of pissy, half-assed sexless funk is just dog shit man and they're going for this classic soul sound because they've got the Hammond organ underneath and like like I say I think they're trying to replicate a bit of Marvin Gaye but this is absolutely it's just sopping wet I mean it's got an you mentioned that Bonte it's an absolutely horribly produced keyboard part that it goes into it's awful right and again this song has got a one-minute ending. It kind mm. of—it's not really a fade-out, but it's a—it's a refrain, a one-minute right. refrain, right. and it's more like a death knell than an ending. <laughs> nice, just like a slow, painful, strained death. Uh, the knell. last breath. Yeah, it's like a seal that's been clubbed and now is drowning on the way. Um, and lyrically, I, this is one of those ones I was going not sure what he's trying to say. Lyrics: the one line went, "He says it's easier at night." Keeps his secrets clothed in white, wrapped so tight it's going to blow his mind. Don't know what that means. No idea. Don't know what it means at all. No idea. So I'm getting absolutely zero from this song. Uh, so this is another lose for me. And I'm stunned that they released this as the first single. Mm. Uh, it only got to number 37. And it's like, fucking right. Here's your record company. They go, wet, wet, wet. They're a big band. We're going off the back of big, big albums. Let's release this one as track number one. Yeah. Guess the 37. They go, ah, oh, shit. All right, that didn't work. Okay, in that case, let's release Put the Light On, which is that other really slow crap one. Yeah. And it only gets to number 56. At that point, I would be having serious words. Well, because I was, the thing I would be thinking, right, I don't think their second record was a fucking barnstormer. It no, didn't have the no. same. So, I, you know, normally if I looked at, uh, singles releases like that I would be going okay this is a band that's got too much say in its own career mm. it's had enough success that it can say exactly what it's doing and they're making bad decisions mm-hmm. but these must have been record company decisions they have to be I'm sure they, they have, to, have be. to be but then again look at it from the other side what else what they got to play with at this point they, they, they've been presented with this album oh, I agree and they've gone oh okay is there another song that's going to be the single yeah, but and sure, but like, surely no, with this, surely with this though, yeah, I mean, fucking for you the record company you just send it back and make them record another absolutely. one absolutely so yeah neither of us like that one no. that's, that's pretty bad, bad, uh, bad, bad. so tr- on to track number nine which is called How Long which is pretty much what I'm asking myself about this album at this point I was ex- exactly the same I had the same thing and you know again it's not a four minute song yeah but just the fact that it called it, it reminded me that, oh, I've been listening to this album forever. Yeah. Now, this one, it's just a turgid ballad by numbers. Oh, it's so dull. So dull. I, this sounds like a thousand other songs. Yeah. Uh, I've got nothing to say about this. No. It's, uh, it's anonymous. It's pointless. Oh, it's, 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 I will never remember anything like, like this song. This is, this is filler on an album of filler. Yeah. Yeah, this is like, yeah. this is like repairing like a, 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 a fit already filled hole with more filler mm-hmm. so let's 
I, I mean, no, I got, I got nothing to say. But there's a key change at the end, which even that doesn't redeem it. It's just awful. No. For a song. No, rubbish. Yet. No, right, fine. track number ten. Ten, brand new sunrise. Okay. It can't get any worse, surely, can it? <laughs> oh, hold on. Yeah. Well, look, they... <sighs> jazz. So they're going for a classic stripped-down vocal jazz. Right? Sure. Now, we've said that Marty Pello's got a good voice. Yes. And you said maybe oh, a bit I... too much on the tremolo. Yeah, yeah. But i tell you what, right? I think when you go from for this kind of stripped-down vocal jazz, it's not good enough to have a good voice. Mm-hmm. You've got to have a great voice. Okay. And I don't think he has. I think, you know, it's... What it lacks is character and personality. Mm-hmm. It, it yeah, lacks, there's no soul to this. No, it? there's yeah. no kind of. There's never a sense of kind of pain or. It's right. always very up and happy, right? Right. There's never any sense of fragility or pain in this voice at all, as far as I can see. Okay. Uh, you know, it. It just. I don't know. It just feels. It's not good enough. Mm. It feels very artificial, right? And yeah. My Mick Hucknell is looking so much better by comparison. Uh, yeah, he does. He makes you go, oh, God, he's actually got talent. Yeah. I know. Yeah, no, this is crap. Um, it turns out that Marty Pellog, he's now got, well, he left Wet Wet in whatever, 1999, mm-hmm. and did some solo stuff. And yeah. he, now he's left him again. He left him in 2017 to do his own solo stuff. Yeah. Replaced by someone from Liberty X, apparently. Who gives a fuck, so Wet right? Wet are still playing, but. Without with, Marty Pello. Without Marty Pello and with Kevin, someone from Liberty X. Kevin. Kevin, I know. Um, I, As far as I can tell, I tried to look up some of uh, Marty Pello's, what he's doing solo, and I think quite a bit of it is jazz. I think this is a route he's taken. Yeah, well, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. But when I was looking it up, um, I, tried, you know, I was on the Marty Pello Wikipedia page yeah. trying to glean whatever I could. There were two links to external websites that they got their info from. Mm. One was his official website, um, which is... A very basic, here you go, this is mature dates. Geosities. Indeed. The other was his MySpace page. His MySpace. That's what's linked off uh, on Wikipedia, his MySpace. His MySpace. (laughs) Absolutely. Still going. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know how, how long it's or been since it's updated, but there seems to be relatively new stuff on there. Jesus Christ. But yes, not to his Twitter or Instagram or any other social stuff. It's my space. Fuck me. Right. <laughs> I did like that. So yeah, I mean, uh, I, I tell you what, I'm, 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 I'd probably be less surprised if you told me he was a crooner. Sure. Oh god. Well, he's doing a lot of musicals. Right. He's he's doing. He was. Uh, he did a role in Chicago. He's done. Um, oh fucking! He did a role in a production of Chess. He's done a load of musicals. I would see, and I so can that, see him being see very him. suited to that. Yeah, yeah. I, I can so. see going along and seeing like a fluffy musical piece mm-hmm. and being fairly delighted that he was in the role. Sure, I I reckon he's loving it as well because that's easy money for him. I don't want to hear him in Jesus Christ Superstar. I'll stay the fuck away from that. <laughs> oh, I see. Right. Yeah. Leave Jesus Christ Superstar alone, you fucking prick. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'd, you know, if I went and saw, if I went and saw, I don't know, fucking me and my girl, and he was in one of the roles, whatever, you know, fine, yeah, fuck it, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, I guess it's, it's a step up from pantomime, which was another option. Once he's been through rehab, I mean, has he has he been uh, in a jungle at all? Has he been in the jungle? Or has he oh, been in the big brass? I he don't must, know if he has. He feels like. Do you know what? Actually, I reckon if you were his representation, mm-hmm. the thing you would steer him away from at all costs is reality TV. I would imagine. Uh. I would imagine if the if the stories are true, the thing that anyone that looks after him wants is for people to not know the real him. Yeah, very true. Keep yeah. that facade. Yeah, uh, but okay. So that fucking jazz number, I think, 
I think that's my least favourite on an album that I have pretty much hated. Mm-hmm. I think that's fucking dreadful. But that's because I don't like jazz as well. I don't yeah. like jazz. I don't like bad, where, where, where. So yeah. guess what, mate? No, I, I, Look I what you've done. I didn't like that one at all. I, I, I couldn't tell you what my least favourite song on this track right, on sure. album is. Yeah. Um, anyway, so look, let's do the last one, yeah. which is track 11, Two Days After Midnight. Right, so yes, the last one. Yes. Oh, okay. So far, so School's Out by Alice Cooper. Yes, it is. This is a bit more upbeat. Yeah. Going out yeah. with a blast on this one. I don't know whether this is my own personal predilections or not. Yeah. But for me, this sound works better than most of the others. Yes. Well, this is, again, the wet, wet, wet I would have imagined. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's got this, I don't know, the horns are back. Yeah. It's got a bit of a maybe country blues beat to it, that swagger. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've got up-tempo rock in there. You know, it's still not great. Oh, no. Oh, but, God, no. But at least it's got some life about it. And yes. it doesn't feel as forced as some of the other shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, this is one of the longest songs. This is a five-minute song, and it shouldn't be five minutes. No, of course not. No. Um, but, but probably... probably yeah. One of my favourites on the album. So for, absolutely, yeah. yeah. This is this is one of the better ones. Yeah. Um, the lyrics make it sound like he's on Skag, which I don't know if it's you know, a bit prescient or you know you're looking back going, are all these lyrics about Skag? Uh, it says strung out on the edge of the east side of town, weighing up my latest measure, freaking out on this sensation guarantees my destination. Oh, there you go. Yeah, exactly. You're, you've got a little syringe and you're happy with it, mate. Yeah. Actually, there is a breakdown at about two minutes forty. I kind of like on this. Okay. Let's uh, see if we can find it. Oh, that is nice. Yeah, exactly. Gone for the halftime, halftime beat. Big bandy kind yeah. of. Bow, bow, And he's did a bit of an axle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's a little bit better than the rest for me as well. It does something for me. Okay, so, so there look, you go. There you go. So that's, 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 it. that's it. It's over. Right. So I mean, it's fair to say neither of us like that shit. album. It's a shit album. Now, for me, it feels like a scrapbook of bits and pieces. If you told me mm. that this was a B-sides compilation, absolutely, yeah, I would be like, that mm-hmm. makes sense. But yeah. as, a, as a cohesive piece of, like we said, oh, don't, don't really know what the album covers trying to say, and it felt like it feels like this is a band that haven't got anything to say over. Uh, a body of work. There's no oh, yeah, or no real identity at this point. No, yeah. and it's like it's not the fun kind of pop-filled bangers that it was. This doesn't, you know, when you think of wait, 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 you think of a pop powerhouse, of course. And this does not sound like an album from a pop powerhouse. This no. is, you know, when you bear in mind this is only three albums into their career. Mm-hmm. This feels, you know, the the thing that this is most similar to me in the thing that reminds me most of is that Fleetwood Mac album we listened to. Oh in 19, God, right. Where it's just like this hodgepodge of different stuff, trying to find something that works and just failing. Yeah. You know, falls in between every yeah, little bit that it could. That's what this is. It's, it, you know, it's Jack of all trades, master of none. Hmm. It's, it's, it's just song. no fucking good. There's no songs on it. No, there's no, exactly. That's my main, main issue. There are no songs that I'm like, okay, that's, at least yeah. they've done that one. Or that single's good. Yeah. I, I mean, the, the, the best I get to on this is, oh, that's not bad. Or that's well executed. Sure. Or that's got some nice moments. Or at least it. that's not jazz. There is yeah. not a There is not a song on here. That I can say, I can, I, you know, I can say that I like songs within the context of the album, mm-hmm. but 
in the real context of real me, I don't think there's any that I particularly like. Not at all. No. The closest I get to, I like. I don't because obviously we've got to do. If you're a new listener, oh yes, what we do is we we we're making a compilation, a, a Spotify playlist, which is the best album tracks of these number one albums that we listen to. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now we've got a rule: you have to have at least one. Every album has to be represented uh, to a maximum of three. Okay. Now I can say without any fear of uh, uh, of reprimand that this is a one track this is absolutely a one track album uh, and it's Probably. what fucking one do we choose right. now, the ones I like yeah. lip service I don't mind because of that chorus and you hate it I that. didn't like that at all okay uh, I you kind of like the reggae ones because you're a fucking I kind of like the reggae dickhead. one which you really Something hated wrong with you. yeah um, I I mean Goodnight Girl I don't like mm. but it is I, 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 no, do you know what I don't want it on the compilation really I, I don't either um, I don't like it. No. I mean, you're saying that I don't like any of these songs. The ones I was closest to were the very first one, More Than Love, which I thought was at least a bit interesting. Okay. And probably that last one because it's a bit more upbeat and okay. fun. The last one then. Because yeah. I, I don't like the first one. That's oh, yeah, the, you didn't either. No. So, yeah. T- uh, okay. Two, two Days After Midnight. Okay, that's, I think that's the first time we've probably ever had the last track on the album is yeah. like, that'll have to do yeah oh there you go <laughs> it'll have to do and it will have to do yeah. right okay well that was a bit of a slog I'd say it was that was not I mean in the same way as last year the first one we did was Enigma it, it was wasn't like, as oh, bad as Enigma no but it's it's like oh you're looking forward to it new season we've just yeah. got back we're recording again ah oh, what the bollocks yeah bollocks Oh, well, there's yeah. a bit of snark in there for the snark fans. Well, there you go. Anyway, so guys, we're going to be back next week. What are we listen to next week, uh, Next week, we're listening to Bruce Springsteen's Human Touch. Okay, well, I'm actually looking forward to that then. I, I'm i dubious. I'm hoping it's good. Okay. I'm hoping it's good. Uh, I just have my doubts. Okay, well, we will find out. Yeah. Uh, that's a, that's that, that at least doesn't feel as daunting as listening to Wet Wet Wet. Uh, no, very true. Wonderful. Guys, uh, thank you for joining us as always. Uh, if you've got any thoughts on this record, please give us a shout. Let us know what you think. We'll try and read any comments that we get mm, out. Indeed. Um, and yeah, man, thank you for staying with us. Thank you for listening to us. If you're new to the podcast, get in contact. We always like to hear from our listeners. Uh, you can find us. All of our social medias are going to be uh, at the end during the outro. Uh-huh. Read in the dulcet tones of the one Mr. Chris DeGreer. Hi. Okay, we're out of here. See you next time. Bye. Thank you for checking out this episode of Pop Collaborate and Listen. It was produced and edited by us, for which we can only apologise. We're on Twitter, at PCL Podcast, on Instagram, also at PCL Podcast, and facebook.com slash PCL Podcast. All of these, plus links to our various Spotify playlists, etc., are on our website, which is pclpodcast.com. Please feel free to get in contact via any of the social media or on PCL Music Podcast at gmail.com.